Welcome to the podcast, People More Interesting Than Me. I'm your host, Michael Stromsky, where every week I host a new guest with unique professions, personal adversity, or even maybe a strong opinion or two. And if you haven't hit the five stars review on Apple Podcasts, please hit it now before you forget. Running a podcast is a surprising amount of work, and more reviews converts into a wider range of future guests. I'm thrilled to introduce Victoria Connery, Ireland's leading fitness photographer, whose keen eye and unparalleled passion for both fitness and photography have merged to create stunning visual narratives. With innate ability to freeze moments of strength, dedication, and transformation, Victoria's work transcends traditional photography, allowing us to feel the pulse of each heartbeat and the determination in every flexed muscle. Join us as we delve into the artistry and dedication that drive Victoria to beautifully encapsulate the synergy between the human form and the pursuit of health. Enjoy. So how are you doing? All good, yeah. But we are doing a podcast tonight, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. This is actually the perfect and the worst time to record because I have... I'm like sick, but if you no. can tell by my voice, it's actually like got some ruggedness to it than it usually yeah. does. So it's like the perfect time to do that. <laughs> um, thank you for doing this, by the way. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for having me on. One question I'd like to start to break the ice is what is your... I, I know it's going to be completely different since you're in the UK, but what is like your go-to like food when you're at house and at, at the house and you need to make like real food? Like for example, when I was growing up, um, like ramen, I don't know if you're familiar with ramen, like those, like, yeah, yeah. If, like those really cheap packets, like we would make those maybe yeah. put some like sriracha <laughs> or like peanut butter toast, stuff like that. Like what, what would be like your go-to now? Like, for like quick dinner at home um it would probably be a bolognese oh okay that sounds really good and is that just like regular spaghetti off the shelf yeah okay yeah that hey that's pretty good and you can i mean the other good thing with that is usually you can't eat ramen like you can't re-eat ramen but bolognese you just no. usually come bolognese yeah you know. okay no that's good I don't know. I feel like everyone's question to that is so unique because they've grown up in different areas and like different class, like, you know, like people who grew up in nice areas don't usually have that problem sometimes, or maybe their parents were never home. Mm -hmm. But talking about more why you're here, doing the background on you, I saw that the main reason you got into photography with the Stumble Upon podcast you're on, uh, I think maybe I know it got released last week, but uh the lenses like on like the iphone was it it's on the iphones right yeah yeah well no That's... actually it wasn't um back then it was my blackberry z10 blackberry man okay i thought like yeah. by by listening to that i was like man she's really young with the lenses like i was just like like i can't even remember when these came out but blackberry okay so you're <laughs> yeah so if you don't mind me asking how old are you 23 okay no you are young forget about it yeah. i'm i'm 33 <laughs> you're 23 okay blackberry though you're so was that like passed down no actually it was the first ever touch screen blackberry 
man okay that's crazy because whenever i think blackberry i think like in the states like blackberry was like synonymous with government workers like after a while mm, yeah um, i have one of those too like you okay. know the ones with the keyboard yeah yeah but <laughs> but to be fair those are the perfect for driving like yeah. with touchscreen like nowadays it's not as bad but back in the day i know that makes me sound super old but when you wanted to text something all you had to do is feel the buttons and tap them like three times because you knew like the yeah. letters and you could feel around with the touch screen you i'm you're you're just hoping and praying um <laughs> no but that's awesome so i guess got you started or at least started the fire of you picking up a really nice camera um i wouldn't say it was a really nice camera so i got a nikon i can't even remember the numbers now it's that long ago but it was actually a beginner's camera so we okay. would start off in that camera but i mean like it does everything i needed to do but compared to what i have now yeah I don't think I'd be able to use what I first started with. <laughs> and so I guess that's what got you into weddings, right? Yeah. Okay. And what was, I guess let's start it off here to get a base. What was your schedule like? Because in the States, obviously you're, you're doing, it's not just like you go to the event for the wedding. You're obviously doing prep work. You're scouting out like the money shots obviously just like you're doing now with fitness photography timing is like one of the most important factors right yeah so for weddings essentially you're there from like the wedding prep you know the bride's getting ready and then you're there until the last dance well three dances in i always just do so you'll be there from like eight o'clock to the morning to maybe 10 o'clock half 11 I mean, now that I think of it, that's like the worst ever because it's kind of like a seesaw. Like if you're doing good and you're like making a lot of money, you have no social life because I would imagine Mm -hmm. on Saturday, you're probably prepping, like you say, and then Sunday, you're just probably wiped out half the day. And then the rest of the week, you're probably going through what, like 600, 800 photos to find the best and then doing after effects that week. That's crazy. So what made you make the transition from doing wedding photography and going out there and trying something new? I think I sort of like hit my ceiling with weddings and newborns. I just always felt walking away from the shoot, I was like never getting enough, even though I got like tons and tons of images. But me personally, I always felt that I wasn't doing good enough in that sort of aspect so I dived into the fitness space okay and so now that you're taking pictures of like this sector do you feel more or more passion I guess <laughs> taking your photos yeah it's, I mean it's because I have full control of what can happen mm-hmm. like I can try out new shots if I wanted new lighting if I wanted wear a wedding you're sort of stuck to someone else's time frame and would you say, I guess, how long you've been doing this for maybe two to three years right now? Is that three about right? Three years, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you say you have a certain style now? Um. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so what what would be your, your go-to? Because I, I know, know doing that background that you like to obviously loosen up the people with ma- the Prosecco you said. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. People come to me for what way my images come out um so I actually don't 
over edit my images they're still who they are so I don't paint abs and someone that doesn't have abs I don't thin people's waist you know if all I really do in my images is if they have a pinch where their their sports bra is or whatever I would bring that in um define the muscles a little mm -hmm. smooth the skin if they do want it um but some people still like want their cellulite in or the stretch marks in where some people don't want any pores at all so it's really down to what the person wants but for the mm. certain style that i use it's keeping them who they are and what they actually look like okay and i mean you you must have clients who probably go back and forth for the people who are like we talked about this a little bit before the interview but you probably have the most difficult job as a photographer because you're basically showing them uh, like a lot of these people in their their shorts or their shorts and their sports bras and you basically see like the contours of all their muscles and these people what they do for a living is fitness so it's i i make this alliteration and i don't know if it's bad or good but i i don't want to see like if i have a trainer i don't want to see a trainer like huffing and puffing to kind of like show me the drills and if i were to see a photo of someone who doesn't look um in shape or like being able to show me exercises, I feel like that would be damaging to their like livelihood, right? Mm. And do you feel like uh, that's what you're trying to connect to? Uh, yes, I know. So obviously people come to me for their journey. So they would go through like a 12 to 16 week program. You know, some people lose six stone, people lose one stone. Some people don't lose anything. They just want to do a photo shoot. So for the people that are really diehard fitness freaks, they would come to me for like the six packs and, mm -hmm. you know, they would be bodybuilders where I have girls just losing weight and they just want to document it in their journey because they're going to go on to their journey and look back at this photo shoot. I was there, but I'm now here and then they'll come back to me again so they can compare. Mm -hmm. um, so it's all about people's journeys, I think, rather than actually you know six packs if mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah and do you deal with primarily if you had to put a percentage on it wait i'm going to forget about this do you know the conversion between a stone and a pound or a kilogram i do not it it doesn't um, matter i'll, no, lo I'll look it up any. later i'll look it up <laughs> later um do you feel like like what's the percentage of like individuals like uh trainers compared to like what you said kind of like a um, a period to see transition between a start, like you said, what a 16 week, um, or just in general, uh, like a trainer, what's, what is most of your clientele? I would probably say 50, 50. So I do also work with personal trainers and online coaches, but they wouldn't really get like a gym shoot or a studio shoot done. So we would do a lifestyle shoot. So that would show their brand and who they are so they can promote themselves. So it's it's a total different shape altogether where their clients that they've put through the hard work um they would come to me for like the, the gym shoots or the studio shoot okay and do you feel like obviously with like tiktok instagram all this stuff do you feel like you've picked up a lot of that in the last like couple of years just trying to promote and then slowly like put that like 15 seconds out there just to try to promote your own brand too um, I am on TikTok, but I actually don't use my TikTok for okay. my photography. I have more followers on TikTok 
than I do on Instagram. But where I get my clients, it's on Instagram. So okay. Instagram is like where I post all my my photos. TikTok is literally just an outlet for me of to be creative. Used to be a makeup artist, so it's mostly makeup or maybe an influencer type thing. Mm-hmm. So it's they're totally different. And do you try platforms to me? Do you try to incorporate that into your uh, like your your makeup skills into photography, like when you're um, doing the shoots at all? Uh, not really. Not um, really. I I just sort of keep them separate. You know, the girls already have their makeup done when they come to me, so mm-hmm. I don't really like to do that. Okay, that that's pretty nice. Uh, so I guess switching from uh weddings to doing fitness photography, what has your schedule kind of changed to? weddings are really seasonal um mostly weekends um some during the week but not very many um where now i'm flat out every single day um not shooting every day but mostly editing i have my busy months like in december i'd be fully fully booked it would probably be one of the busiest times of the year probably people want to get in shape for christmas Last year, I had 35 shoots in December. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> We're January, February. I would be working with coaches mostly because no one's going to be prepping for a photo shoot in January and February. It's just the way it goes where I would pick up again probably like March time uh, for like the gym and uh, studio shoots. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. What's the workload during the summer? What's that like? Is that mostly like <laughs> when all the post stuff is? um to be honest it's a wee bit of a balance of both so i would be shooting but i also would be editing as well um at the minute i am pretty busy but like next month it's a happy medium where i have a break as well but i'm also flat out so i i would just assume that you like this schedule much better than previously with the weddings yeah i think i enjoy it much better which makes it better as i say like i love my job so so you love your job, but what are, I guess, some of the challenges that you face that I guess you really haven't uh, conquered yet or you're still working? Obviously, when I'm busy shooting constantly, I have a backlog of editing to do. So <laughs> that sounds like podcasting, but you don't have to listen to your voice. Well, you do have a podcast. I do. Yes, do. but I don't edit it. I get an editor for that. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> and we can talk about that a little bit later, too. Yeah. For sure. Where, you know, if I'm extremely busy, that editing's in the backlog and that stresses me out. I can't have that where over the weekend there I edited over 100 images just to try and even it out, de-stress, which which happened. So that sounds dealing with stress is probably the biggest challenge. Are you a big procrastinator? No, actually, I like to be organized. Um, You know... I gave the girls about a two week um, notice, you know, of when their their images will be back to them. So it's not like I'm rushing them, but once it sort of hits like that week, I'm like, right, this needs done. So. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Obviously, in the last, would you say, like three or four years, like I feel like fitness has on a worldwide uh, scale kind of exploded how have you seen i guess um 
the industry evolve in the last three years? There's definitely more people starting their fitness journey, especially more females. Mm-hmm. Females now have, want to get stronger. They're not afraid to show their muscles, which is great. Because, uh, yeah, I've I've seen some of the photos you take and they look they look even stronger than like the men in 300. Yeah. Like, I'm not even joking. Like if people look at her, uh, your what's your Instagram, by the way, so we can plug that right now. Um, it's Victoria underscore Connery. And I'll add that to the episode. But if you look at some of the images, all these people are just gladiator level. So sorry, keep mm-hmm. going. It's also like female coaches. So like probably four years ago, there wasn't that many female coaches. Now, don't get me wrong, there, there was female coaches out there, but like I work with many female coaches now. Um which is great because, it, of course, fitness is always going to be a male-dominated industry, but there there are more females in it now. Mm-hmm. No, that's, I mean, do you, I, I, w- I don't even know why. Why do you think there's been such an insurgent in the last five or ten years? I think, well, I think COVID definitely had its impact on the whole fitness space um i think it made people realize you know i do need to look after my health but in general i think people follow other people so if someone else has done really good in their fitness journey someone else is also going to want to do it so i think that's probably what's happened yeah no definitely i mean i think i read something that was just like if your parents uh if your parents were athletic well or not athletic but active when you were growing up um, you're seven, like the children are 70% more likely to be active as well. So I guess with your three years, obviously you've been taking pictures and stuff like that, but how about the business side? Have you picked up anything from that? Um, in what aspect? Uh, I guess just seeing, um, what, let's say what your photographs can do. Um, what, what they can help produce. Like, for example, like, do you have a story of somebody you were taking photos of in the very beginning of your, uh, fitness for photography career? And then now they're kind of, um, let's say Ireland's number one fitness, uh, coach, something like that. Um, probably not in that aspect, but, um, I mean, for coaches content is like key so we always say your content's a magnet what you post you attract you know without imagery for your coaching business or anything just like that um you'll not be able to sell yourself so we always say to sell you so if you don't have images of yourself people aren't going to trust you because they don't see you so in that aspect I probably had to learn it as well, you know, because I actually didn't promote myself the way I promote myself now. Um, I'm constantly showing up on socials where when I was doing weddings and newborns, it was like here and there. But like I'm showing up every single day on my socials. So that aspect of business, I had to, um, to learn. By the way, I think you did a photo shoot with some like retro pantsuit. And I was like, that's a really like cool pantsuit. I was like, this is like from the, it was like teal or something like that. And I was like, that's a really cool pantsuit. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's my business, like gear. <laughs> I think it looks cool. I mean, Thank you. 
<laughs> I did catch, I, I don't know if it was from reading online or uh, from the recording you just did. You guys are starting to uh, branch out outside the fitness sector. Uh, mm -hmm. Have you guys, what have you guys done besides fitness? Anything like that recently? Um, We also work with businesses. So we have done food photography. So I don't know whether you've heard of him, but Michael Dean, he's like the top chef here in Northern Ireland. Also, Alex Green, we've done stuff for him. Okay. Um, We have in our studio downstairs is iBrand. So they basically brand products. Mm -hmm. So we've done product photography as well. We do events. So if, you know, someone's talking at an event, we would go and take photos or do video. So we've definitely branched out, but we're looking to branch out further. Okay, that's awesome. And I guess looking down the line, do you see yourself staying with the company to see how they're expanding or looking back at the end of your career as a photographer? Like what, what do you want to say you've accomplished or gained? Um, right, that might be a little heavy question. <laughs> yeah, so it is a wee bit. Um, I mean, I see myself sticking with the team. Um, you're stronger together than you are alone. Um, so we currently have two videographers. Well, I could say three, but the third one's mostly an editor. We have a podcast editor. We have a video editor. Martin is the photographer, and then I'm the female photographer. So definitely stronger together. Totally forgot what you asked me there, too. <laughs> when, when you look back at your career... What what do you want to say that you've accomplished from where you're at now? Probably the strength in the business. Like when I first started, I had no idea what to do um, for myself and my business. Where now, you know, if someone give, wanted advice on promoting their business, I could give them that. Um, along with, obviously, how to use their content correctly. Mm -hmm. Actually, let's talk about your podcast. Mm -hmm. So when I last looked at it, I think you're four episodes in. So give me so. give me the rundown. What what are you trying to do with the podcast? Okay, so my podcast is about female entrepreneurs and CEOs. So basically I would bring a female entrepreneur and CEO in just chat um, about business and what I struggled with. Um, it also would help, you know, other people that are inspiring to create a business or struggling in their business. So it's all about that. But um, I sort of wanted to bring in females because most females are in a male-dominated industry. So it's all about that. Okay. And speaking to that, what would you say for someone in your similar position, I guess, trying to make that transition from doing wedding photos to something more mainstream, like fitness photography or like industrial or like like you said, taking pictures of companies or helping people with their uh, um, social presence? Know your worth. Do not undersell yourself. You know, there's a lot of startups that would go out for free, um, which is totally fine when you are starting up, but you also have to remember your worth as well. Lighting is probably important too, to know your lighting. Um, you know, if you don't light your image correctly, to me, it's not going to look right. But maybe, you know, if the creator likes what they're doing, far enough, but definitely learning. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like essential for you is lighting just because you've got all those, you've got to show all those muscles, those curves, those tendons. 
I mean, yeah. without light, then, I mean, you might as well just cancel the photo shoot, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last question. The one mm -hmm. that I've prepped you for. Yeah. Uh, what is something that your parents did um, that you'd like to uh, pass on to a next generation? And what is something that you'd want to do differently or maybe something new? So me and my dad, if we went to the beach or go on holiday, we would pick up a pebble. So I actually have jars of pebbles from around the world. Um, awesome. I would like to do that. I mean, I can still do that to this day. So I actually need another jar because I've got that many. Uh, <laughs> okay. I was going to ask you how many you have because I heard a similar story where some guy would bring a stone home from every business trip that he was at, but it was just like, like the larger, oh. the like further away, the larger the stone. And then like when he died, it was just like, it, it, no, it was no horrible. Yeah. No, um, ours is just a wee tiny pebbles. Um, couldn't tell you how many pebbles I have, but I've got two jars. I've actually done that too. I've got two from Greece and one from uh, Zion National Park. So hmm. I like yeah. that small. Yeah, I actually, I found like a green stone from Mexico. It's pretty cool. Oh, that does sound cool. <laughs> yeah, that's funky. <laughs> um, what was the last question there? The last what question is... Not necessarily change you can bring something new into the work that maybe you didn't have probably how to communicate your feelings more okay yeah i mean i i was taught it but probably not to the the extent that i would need to but i suppose that develops when you you grow older you can understand how to communicate better i guess yeah fills in the gaps and yeah i guess eventually when you compare yourself with other people then you're like okay that's what I'm missing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for being on uh, the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, your your podcast name, just so everyone can know. Yeah, it's Chat VCP. So the funny thing with that is I heard you say it on the last podcast. And it's obviously like, an, I, I know those are your initials too, but mm -hmm. it sounds like Chat GPT, which like an alliteration, right? I would imagine was the thought. That's or... where the inspo actually came from. So okay. me and the team were actually sitting down trying to think of a name. And Chris, one of our videographers, he was the one that actually came up with it. He was like, it might be a little bit of controversy, you know, with chat GPT. So, but I was like, you know what? I love it. Let's go with it. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you have trash TV like we do over here where they try to like, uh, like some reality shows have some really weird names like uh uh what's it called crack addict where they like basically bend people's backs like it's like pimple popper where they get I, off on yeah like, then we have um pimple popper here oh okay when yeah. watch it but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I, I totally agree and and your instagram i'm sorry we forgot about that part um it's Troya underscore connery okay anything else you want to plug while we're here no, I think I'm all good. Okay, sounds good. Well, have a good night and thanks again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. If you like this week's episode of People More Interesting Than Me, please follow me on Apple Podcasts so you won't miss out on more episodes like these.